for OC record compliance with the Open Public Meeting Act to provide an adequate notice of the time, date, and location of this meeting to the Asbury Park Press, file notice with the borough clerk, and posted notice on the borough office and the borough website. This meeting is open to the public, and we welcome you all. Thank you for coming. Welcome, everybody. Happy summer. There's more. to the approval of the July 25th, 223 minutes. Discussion or motion? Anybody special? For me? So move. Just no discussion? Anybody else? Second? I'll second. Thank you, Councilman Weaver? Yes. Uh, Chairman Cunningham? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Mr. Lightstein? Here. Yes. Mr. Salina? Okay, moving on to uh, our first application, uh, Gerard Uzi, 11 Center Street, Lot 10, Lot 6. Welcome. Thank you. Um, 
I own the property through an LLC just through convenience. It's not an investment property. I intend to turn it into an investment property. I intend to continue to occupy the, the home uh, as my full-time residence. Um, you know, really the purpose of this renovation uh, is to make it a little bit more comfortable for my three kids. Um, and honestly, with the, with the hope that they want to spend even more time with me. So um, that's really all I have to say. If there's any questions of me, I'm happy to answer them. Otherwise, I'd like to turn it over to my architect, Anthony Kimbrough, to present our application. Let's see. Anthony Kimbrough, what are your qualifications? <laughs> He's been before us quite yeah, I understand, yes. Please raise your right hand to be sworn. You swear the testimony you already give here tonight should be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Yes, I do. Please state your names by your last for the record. Uh, Anthony Condoris, C-O-N-D-O-U-R-I-S. Okay. Okay, so um, we are seeking a few different variances here for this project. Uh, the, the gist of the project is, right now it's a, it's a two-story house that has been lifted um, to comply with flood elevation, and when it was lifted, uh, it was lifted high enough to be able to provide a garage on the lower level. So um, what we're doing is, uh, in order for the homeowner to get a little more space, we wanted to put a um, half story onto the, uh, onto the project. So most of the variances that we're asking for are, actually, all the variances that we're asking for are existing non-conformities which are being extended. I am listing uh, a height variance, but when I looked this over today, I, I realized that I, I don't think we need a height variance, actually, because we're at 36 feet, and when you lift the house above, when you lift the house three feet to get out of the floodplain, you get, a, you get 38 feet. So maybe Mr. Oder can clarify that, but I don't believe we need a height variance. I agree. Okay, good. So, um, so basically, we, we, are, we are extending vertically uh, whatever nonconformities they are. There are. Um, one of the one piece of good news is the house is actually sitting currently five feet behind the front setback, so that doesn't even need a variance. It's actually because uh, the ordinance states that you can use the average setback, but you can't come any closer than five feet. So we are still holding five feet at the front, so there's no front setback variance. Um, so what we're left with is the side, uh, the east, excuse me, the west side of the property has a, has a, is pretty close to the property line. We're just maintaining that. That's 2.5 feet. Uh, there's a little bit of, you know, an unusual amount of room on the right side of the property. We have 7.3. Um, so the, the floor plans are adding. Right now, at the rear of the house, there's a one-story section. Um, we are going to add the second story to that, which is going to square that off. And it's going to allow us to get a couple more bedrooms upstairs and, uh, and a second, and an extra bath. So we'll have four bedrooms on the uh, on the main floor. Uh, excuse me, four bedrooms on the bedroom. Uh, the first floor pretty much remains. Say that again. Four bedrooms on the on the second floor. Second floor, right? which is where all the bedrooms are. <laughs> first floor pretty much remains the same. Um, on the second floor, we're also going to come out over the existing front porch. So that's what you're seeing here. So we're, we're going to create a balcony for the main floor, but then come over that with the second floor. And again, we're still maintaining that five-foot front setback. And then for the half story, 
uh, we have a, a roof deck at the front of the house, and about 10 feet back is where we start our, our half story. And we've, using the computer to help us, we, uh, we managed to keep the square footage at one-third of the floor below. Um, so any area that's, we only have to count the areas that are seven feet above, so some of, that's why you see some of the shapes you see here, to, to keep the square footage down on the third floor. I shouldn't call it the third floor, half story. And right now it's just kind of an open, an open area um, with access to the balcony. And we have uh, a storage area over here. Uh, Mr. Condorch, will you change the plan uh, to call it a half story if you are approved? Yes. Where, where, where am I calling it? Oh, uh, on all the elevations it says so three story. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's, it's a half story. 2.5. 2.5. So that's. That's it. If you have any questions, uh, the, the attic is not habitable space. Oh no, it, it is. Could it be a bedroom? Um, it could be. I, yes, somebody certainly could sleep up there if they wanted. But um, so would that make it a fifth bedroom, a sixth bedroom? Well, there's no bathroom up there. It's really just a, just one. You, you don't need a bathroom to have a bedroom. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not putting any closet space up there. It's just intended to be. A place for my kids to hang out, really. I have, in their old house, they have a basement where they hang out. And so I just wanted to create a space for them that's kind of a open TV room. I guess my concern is not what you might do, but what someone in the future might do if someone else buys your house. And that is left to be habitable space for a bedroom, for another bedroom, fifth or sixth bedroom to be put up there. Because of the fact of whether it has a bathroom or not. Bathroom, bathroom, don't bathrooms. No, I, I really didn't mean it that way. I was just saying it, that really wasn't the intent. Was, if I were going to put a bedroom there, I'd probably put a bathroom too. That's more of our architectural thing. I mean, I don't know if anybody else goes this way too, but uh, would you agree to a restriction in the D, excuse me, in the um, resolution that it cannot be used as a bedroom? Yeah, I'm with that. I'm, I'm sorry. And did the follow-up? Oh, I agree more. You agree. You all well, agree. we've always done that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does follow. It, I, know, I know you know this, but if, if we are under the, we're meeting this maximum square footage of the half story. So. Right, but, but then the parking count comes into it. I know there was a note about that. In, uh, yes. Right. Letter. So, yeah, I could, I could touch on that real quick if you want. So, the, the, uh, the ground level can hold two cars, the, uh, the ground enclosure. And there is a concrete driveway on the east side of the property where you can park a car. Now, I, just to be transparent, it's, it's not nine feet, which is a legal parking space, but it's, uh, you park, you park cars there all the time. Yeah. So you can get three cars on the side? Yes. And what's the RSI on this? Two and a half. Two and a half, so they are okay. Could you get uh, three cars inside or not? I think if you, uh, the homeowner was saying if you move some shelves around. I move some shelves around. I have a small old CS. So it's storage now. I use it as storage, yeah. Okay. But Dave, you're, you're in agreement that they don't have car merits. No, I, I think they I think they do. You think they do? Yeah, if you want to fit two cars. Yeah, I think they have to they just have to provide a little testimony. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, space. Uh, that's my concern. Yeah. 
so I, I, I share the concern about a potential fifth and sixth bedroom because it comes along with other things, right? And as it's written by our engineer, it indicates that there's only one space in the garage that's available. Well, I could be wrong. That's why I asked the question. So uh, I put two cars in there. So I think one little one. Uh, well, actually, the little one goes on the more where, where the where the where the outside. No, actually, the larger portion of the car in the garage is I use it this much. But I can fit a look. I have a a Mustang that fits you know in the narrow part of the garage. So a normal size car. So, so since you already live there, you know we have a serious residential parking problem right now, right? It, it is, and we try not to exacerbate it in any way we can avoid that. So you're indicating that as part of this expansion, you feel you can accommodate three cars? Uh, definitely, I do now, yeah. Okay, Dave, we just got to clear that up because as you read it, wrote, wrote Yeah, it. I um, don't know if I understand. Well, it's a, it's a small, uh, you're talking about the cement yeah. on, the, on the left side. No, I put the Mustang there too. Yeah. I pulled my ring, you know, I, 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 I pulled a pickup truck there too, an inside pickup truck. Let me, let me maybe clarify this because I think, I think everybody might. <laughs> well, it probably doesn't as a real space. But David, it's not a real space. That's exactly right. Is Dave is right. There is a variance needed because we're short one space. But from a practical standpoint, they can park three on site. For purposes of the variance, we can't count the seven and a half foot spaces. It's not RSI as compliant at nine by 18. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're really only getting true credit for the two under the under the house, you know, the ground level garage spaces. Uh, so they need a variance for the parking, but the testimony is the seven and a half foot space, which is much deeper than the 18 feet. From a practical standpoint, he's able to park three. If they eliminate one of the bedrooms, how many parking spaces do you need? I think they have to go down to three, three, three in order to get to two. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, so that would be eliminating one of the four bedrooms at the right. Would you consider doing that? Well, I, I have three kids, and if you look at the plan, these are really three small bedrooms. They're not large bedrooms. And I just, but that's not the issue. The issue is, as the councilman said, is we have a real parking problem in Central. And Center Street is no different than any other street. We have a parking problem on Center Street. And where are these cars going to park? But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not adding people to my house. And I mean, I, I, could, I, could, I, could make, I could have made this, my bedroom is much larger. And have the same square feet and, and put two people in one bedroom, right? And have three bedrooms and be under technical compliance, but it doesn't change the practical reality of, of my life and the life of my neighbors in Center Street. Right, but see, the problem is you're, you're not going to, are you, you're not going to agree that when you sell the house or when your kids have grandchildren who want to come over or whatever the case may be, that you're going to tear down a bedroom because it's no longer your scheme that you see it. And we have to, we have to, any variance you give today is going to be there for 100 years. So we have to act that way. And, and, and I'm, I'm really concerned about the number of parking spaces. But, but practically speaking, I mean, I'm a foot and a half short from technical compliance, but from practical compliance, I'm able to practically comply because you can put a car up there. And I do put a car up there on a regular basis. So, is this, 
this is your two vehicles outside. I, 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 my eyesight's not good enough. But if you tell me that the truck, the truck, the truck was my vehicle, and the is there a Mustang? Yeah, that's my that's my vehicle. All right, so so you have outside part two now. One, this one's sticking out. So yes. It's not a technical component. But interiorly, if you look at the garage, is there a wall across there? there there's a column. There's a column that practically prevents. I actually think if I took shelves out, I can get my Fiat back there. It's an old 79 Fiat, right? But I'm not going to represent to you that there's a third parking spot. It's deep enough to put a third car if I took that car. Oh, I mean, all right, so, so interior, in the garage area, you put two cars. You can fit two cars. I, I have put two cars in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm going, look, I'm not going to represent you. I, I but I've put two cars in there, yeah. The house is 62 feet long, so there's room for three cars. But the width is, is just a little compromised in the back where that one column is, right. which is about 40 something feet back. Right. But, but there is certainly room for Yeah, I mean, look, I'll tell you just again from a practical standpoint yes. when, I, when I bought the house, it was represented that. I had seven parking spaces. Not, no, not, no, but I could fit, I, I could fit seven cars. Well, I was a realtor. <laughs> no, 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 but, but I put two of them in the garage, one in front of the garage, like you, like you see in that picture, and two on the side of the house. One pull, you pull it all the way up, and then that's five, and then I have the two permits, the two parking permits for the street. So, um, so, I mean, practically speaking, I, I can and I have put five cars on the property. Now, I don't typically have, like I'm a single dad, I don't typically have, you know, five, five cars at once. Mr. Hughes, I think the thing that we have going on here, first of all, not speaking for anybody else, completely understand what you're trying to do and having a family in the house is a great thing. What you're going to have is a very high capacity house with very low capacity parking which is a concern for this planning board. And if there's anything that, that can be committed to and documented that helps relieve that situation, that's viewed as beneficial by the planning board. For example, if you took the upstairs area and took the storage out of your garage and was able to get another car in it, maybe that would be a good outcome. I understand the column point, but the problem with the, the prop... Can I remove the column? Uh, I'm sorry, I just... If I could structurally get rid of it. Let me just finish before yeah, you try to do that. I don't think anybody, I don't want to speak for anybody else, has an issue with what you're trying to do. It significantly <coughs> tilts the situation of a high-capacity house. I know the third, two and a half floors, you're not going to dedicate the bedrooms now, but down the road as the kids grow and friends come over with their cars, you're going to have a lot more cars. Right? And then you're going to have two parking permits as a resident, and there's going to be problems with parking. It's just the natural course of the thing. So what we're looking for is a method by which we get it back in balance between capacity and parking. And if there's something you can do that can do that, that's helpful for us. Well, I, I, I'm not completely understanding the position. And keep in mind, you know, I live on that street, right? And some of you may, I don't, I don't recognize anybody here, but you live on those streets too where it's, it's, it's hard to park. Um, and so I'm sympathetic to that issue. Uh, you know, look, I've always wanted to remove that column anyway. And if Andy's telling me we can remove the column and that solves the problem, then that's easy. I, I would also say, however, 
from, from a, again, there's the technical, you know, so if I remove the column, that, that puts me in technical compliance. I, I have three parking spaces. I'm already in practical compliance because, again, I, could, I put two cars on the side of the house on a regular basis. I'll, I'll usually want to park the two cars there because, I, again, I have this little road so it's nothing special that I like to take out on a Saturday morning and I like to keep you know, that open so I can just open up the garage and pull it out. So I have the cars on the other side anyway most of the time. So, so practically speaking, I would submit that, again, I, I completely understand what you're saying that I'm not in technical compliance. But I have the creation problem is the upstairs. And uh, what are your thoughts on, on limiting that to non-bedroom? Well, 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 I've already said, I uh, agree that, that you that said yes to the, to the, to the, yeah, to the, to the second and a half story. Yeah, the, 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 the yeah. Or yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, that's fine. Oh, everything's hard to Parking's hard to I have a, uh, I have just a question on the column. It appears that it's on the second and third floor also. It's adjacent to a hot heater and furnace. Yeah, it's a chip. It's a chip. It's not a column. So, <laughs> but, but I don't know if we can. But you'd, have to create a, you'd have to create a loop and, and steel chimney inside the house. Or switch to high efficiency units and just, you know, vent. Vent them right out of the second. And then have nothing on the first floor, so have another baby on the roof. Correct. And Dave, how many cars are you going to get in your room system? Three. Three. You can get three in there. But they'd be one, three, three. Yeah, they'd be stacked. But the room is physical. Are you going to say something that. Uh, it was the same as removing the column. Or ch actually, chimney is what it is. Well, there's a column and a chimney, so I have to see. It. Yes, but I can run steel across and take out whatever you need to take out. I had a question. Uh, the uh, structure to the property line, the front side back is 5.2 feet. What's the dimension from the property line to the curb line? Uh, it counts towards the legal parking space. I'm just curious as to what the dimension is. It's about uh, six, six feet. And it's over the sidewalk. You'd be blocking the sidewalk. What's that? You'd be blocking the sidewalk. Yeah, you'd be blocking the sidewalk. Everybody knows. Yeah, it's, it's seven feet. It's seven feet to the front facing curve. The three cars underneath would not block the sidewalk, correct? Correct. Correct. And would you that you're not allowed to put storage in the garage? That's tough to do. Well, it, it's, it's like ridiculous, but, but how? But if you, if you put storage inside the garage, then you can't park So then the next guys that come in. Well, I, 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 I actually, I mean, the, 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 except with the stairs, though, right up in the front. If you, if you look at the plan, I, have, I mean, I have a 16 foot wide garage. I have shelving on both sides once you get past the stairs, and I still park a car back there. So I'm able, I have storage and parking all in the same place. So I mean, I'm, I'm able, it's, it's, 
the reason why I don't use a car in the third spot isn't because I'm using it as storage, it's because there's a clown in the world. I understand. But I'm, I've always wanted to take that clown out. Not always, I've only been here a little over a year. But since I bought the house, I've wanted to take that column out. I mean, I, you know, I'm happy to take the column out because it's something I want to do anyway. Well, it sounds like it's pretty complicated to take this column out. I don't care. It's, it's a great chimney. Jack yeah, it's, it's, it's a chimney. We can all the time. Well, the chimney, we can abandon the chimney and just... You're, you're, you're ripping off the whole second floor of this house? Are you, are you ripping it off the second floor? Or? No, no, just, yeah. just the roof structure. And, but we're adding, yeah. Okay, so you're extending we're the second floor. We're adding a half story. Right, you're extending the second floor because you're adding a bathroom and a bedroom. That's correct, we're extending it to the north and south. Okay, and, and you're adding a half floor on the top. Correct, effectively. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to understand the impact of moving the HVAC or whatever you have to do down in the basement as compared to the overall project. Because it sounds to me, from everything I've heard, it's, it's a chimney you're talking about. Right? Yeah, the, the HVAC is actually on the main. This chimney goes down to the. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me back up. The thing that you need to effectively move in the garage to allow three front to back cars is what a post and what else? Uh, a chimney and a, and, a, and maybe a column. I'd have to see what kind of room you have. Okay, that's on the ground floor. Ground level the garage. Yeah. So what is connected to the chimney at the ground floor? Well, this house is lifted, right? This chimney is in the kitchen and it goes up, right? When they lifted the house, they, they literally just extended the chimney down to support it. Okay. So I just... There's no chimney, it doesn't do anything. The chimney does nothing on the floor. There's no boiler or anything. In the no, the boiler's on the main floor right here. Okay. So that chimney could come out, I could still keep the boiler. Keep, keep the boiler. I mean, it sounds like, based on the primary comments from the board so far, the major concern that we have, two of them, is the potential of the fifth and sixth bedroom at the top floor. Right, because that's a capacity issue, right? That's a concern. And the other one is the parking implications. I think if, if the applicant was committed to say, I am prepared to bite the bullet, I've always wanted for the last year for this chimney to go and the post to come out, and commit to three parking spots in the garage, although they're not perfect because they're one in front of the other, I, for one, as a planning board member, would say, that alleviates some of my concerns with regard to the parking problem that you have. Because now you effectively have full three and a half on the side Mm -hmm. in a house that's got a lot of capacity as kids grow up and they get their licenses and their friends come over and we don't want to exacerbate the parking problem we already have. So if that's what you're saying, that is appealing to me. Yeah, I'll, 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 look, I'll, I was going to talk to the builder at the time we did the house about <laughs> and can you take this column out. So if anybody's telling me to take the column out, I can get to that. Yeah. Dave, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you can, you can take the column out. It's, it's a structural thing. On, on the first and second floor, and then uh, with the HAAC, you just have to either do a mini split or, or do the, you know, the out the wall with the PVC uh, uh, pipes for the uh, ex exit of any exhaust. Right. Or we can probably even keep the chimney if we can support it, because remember that all this stuff for the chimney starts on this next level up. So first, the chimney in the, in the garage is just <laughs> simply supporting the old chimney. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's all masonry <laughs> for the roof. That's all I want. Yeah, well, I, can, I mean, you can do anything. I can run a piece of steel across. Or, right, and, or two. and you should take a piece of steel and actually put the chimney on the steel. Yeah. On top of an antique car. Steel's pretty good. Steel's pretty strong. That's a fear, yeah. It's a fear, yeah. It's not special. So, Dave, from your determination, if they, do, if they do what they're proposing, there's three compliant spots then? Yeah, they can do that. Yes. 
we will have a problem forever with whether, you know, getting one if he needs that last car. Well, yeah. It's back everything else. Yeah. It'll be a traffic jam. <laughs> I'm good with it. Sounds like a reasonable accommodation. No, I really appreciate it. We still have the bedroom. Oh, Anthony, you're, you're finished with the. Um, yes, yeah, I'm finished. Yep. Okay. Mr. Chair, what, what are we going to the bedroom uh, restriction? The bedroom on the half story. Yeah. Half story. Half story. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we open to the public to see if anybody from Center Street would like to uh, question about the testimony or make a statement? Um, you don't have to be from Center Street. I'm from Center Street. Yeah. I'm 1416 across the street. I have no problem with it. Well, hold on. Come on up and be sworn in. Oh. It won't take long. Please raise your hand and be sworn. If you swear the testimony you are to give here tonight, you'll be the truth or hope nothing but the truth. Absolutely. Can please state your name, spell your last for the record. Jeremy A. Clark. C L A R K. And 1416 Central. Uh, I have no problems with any of it. That's it's all very reasonable. He keeps his car as long as in his driveway for the most part, as much as he can, and everything. Excellent. Great. understand. But it's very logical when I think it's going to be. So, I fully Thank you. By the way, let me correct myself. I did not mean you have to be from Center Street to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Please raise your right hand and please warn. Do you swear the testimony you already give here tonight should be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? Yes. And please state your name, spell your last for the record. Janet Sanders, S-A-N-D-E-R-S. And I'm at 12 Center Street, and I'm a full-time resident, and I completely support all of full-time residents here tonight to go their dreams and have their families here. That's Great. Thank you. Anyone else? Normally I'm real quiet at your meeting, guys. Raise your hand to support. Anderson. 8 Center Street. And you swear the testimony you already give here tonight should be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Uh, as far as his needs for expanding his house, and I believe I'm a personal property guy, all the pins, lining and all, all the pins are cool. Uh, he should be able to do whatever he wants in the same or, or other neighbor, uh, within reason not to put a Trump Tower or somebody else's house. Um, I don't think the parking is in impact. Except for the enforcement guys, we spent a lot of time talking about parking this town and about density. But the real reality of it is enforcement. I have both with Mr. Eber about it, commercial trucks parked on the street. We're going to have to stick to his plans. What? You need to stick to his plans. This is what he wants to do. This is we can't control it. It speaks to the parking. So they need to enforce, better enforce the parking. Is really what's going on. Oversized vehicles should be parked on our street. If you did that, we might not have to have these conversations about somebody needing to have a space in their house. That's it, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Anyone else in public? If not, the public portion is now closed. Discussion from the board or a motion? I, I, 
I think if, uh, if he's supplying the three parking spaces with the, uh, with the condition and restriction, deed restriction on the not adding extra boosts in the, uh, in the attic, then, then that variance goes away. So I can't, I'm concerned about the proposal. I don't know that it'll necessarily work, but legally, I think it's a, uh, the variance eliminated. So, so I'll make a motion to support to approve the application if no one else has anything else to say. Thank you, more. Second. Peggy? Okay. Okay. roll call, please. Councilman Weaver? Yes. Ms. Bills? Yes. Chairman Cunningham? Yes. Mr. Julia? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Mr. Lexstein? Yes. Mr. Salina? Yes. Thank you all. Good luck. Best of luck. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> My little part. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> Okay, moving along to application number 2023-06, Lindsay DeCaro. Did I get that right? Good. Before we get started, I just want to clarify one thing and make sure we're all on the same page. You were able to see the engineer's report and the planner's report. Any dispute or contest about the variance is needed, particularly the D variance for the two family. Yeah, we, we were we were doing all that. Okay. So can I just ask a question? I mean, is this a two family or is it a mother door? Um, maybe I put that back to you. I was told when I bought the home that it was a mother daughter and I was thinking the nuance is that there was um, access to the upper unit um, through the interior of the home in addition to the exterior. So I was told it was a more of a mother-daughter, um, but it is technically, there's, you know, there's two kitchens, two living rooms. So. Uh, well, I guess my biggest question is, is you're asking for relief for a two-family, and it's at all times on the tax records has been shown as a two-family. And you're not contesting that and making a pitch that they have that wrong, that it should be a single-family. And I think we can proceed in that fashion, that that's the relief they need and the criteria that they need in order to satisfy a variance for, well, we'll figure out as we go whether it's a D1 or a D2, depending on whether you have the proofs for the prior non-conforming. Uh, but effectively, I think we can follow the planner's report, which really lays it out in, in detail of exactly what the criteria is. But the reason I wanted to start with this and get this cleared up is... Who, who's eligible to sit? So Councilman Beaver will obviously be stepping in. Then before he does that, I don't know, the applicant's not an attorney. I don't know that she, do you understand the difference between a mother, daughter, and a two-family home? I just know the experience that I had and what I was told. Um, so, 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 can you swear her in? Yeah, sure. So you raise your right hand to support. Do you swear the testimony or give you tonight to give the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? And please state your name and spell your last for the record. Lindsay DeCharo, it's D-E-C-H-I-A-R-O. Okay, so the reason I'm, you're the father. Yes. Who lives in the house now? Me and my daughter. And so your daughter lives in the second unit? No, she's uh, 12. So okay, she, all right, so who, who lives in the second unit? I don't know. No one. So who lives in the second yeah. unit? So it's I, empty. I purchased the home in December of 2020, and I have never rented out the other section of the home. So I've just used it as my primary residence, and... 
Is your is your intention to ever rent out the second unit? No, that's not my intention. I did purchase it, you know, as a two-family home. I like that aspect of the. Home. As a mother daughter or as a two-family home? Well, I think. Well, See the, 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 the difference is. That it's a two-family. So the the difference. You understand the difference? Mark, what you say something? There's nothing in our ordinance about what a mother daughter is. Right, but a, but a person, but a logical person can figure out what a mother daughter is. They explain what a mother daughter is. A mother daughter is a single family where they have a separate unit where a member of their family lives in the second unit, and if they function as one household, they just happen to have two kitchens. Does not make you a two-family home. Some people have two kitchens in their house, um, and and if you have mom and dad living next door, or your daughter living next door, it's like you have some privacy. It doesn't make it a two-family home. That's a single family home with, with interconnectivity. So one's a use variance because we don't permit two family homes, which means it's a higher standard of proof. And one is not a use variance, one is a single family home, which is permitted in the zone. It just happens to be that you have two kitchens and, and can be functioned as one family unit. So, and you said earlier that you bought the house in a single family home. I mean, I, I, which you understood to be a mother daughter. That's right. So are you asking this for tonight? And the reason this is important because the council needs to leave if it's a two-family home application. We'd love for him to stay, but uh, but but we need to get that clarification as to what are the intentions. Do you want it as a two-family home, or do you want it to continue as a mother-daughter? And it's important. Well, I, 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 hold on a second. Okay. And let me talk about the layout of the home in terms of the architectural layout because functionally. It, what your answer to these questions are is significant because while, and I agree with the, Mr. Lexton's uh, analysis about you know, two kitchens doesn't necessarily mean two families, uh, but the way this is laid out, while there is interconnectivity and there clearly is two, or at least the potential for two entries, two foyers, and basically you're one doorway and a deadbolt away from having two totally separate units. So if your choice is to proceed as a single family that just happens to have two kitchens, you have to understand that what you'd be asking for is an approval for a single family home that could never be separated, whether by a wall, a deadbolt on that door, whether it is a rental or whether it is a separate family with a separate unit. Uh, so that's a significant difference than if it, you know, either historically has been before you bought it a two separate unit, two family unit, uh, or if that's what you're seeking. Uh, so there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot to that uh, well, I, distinction. I don't think she's seeking to turn it into a two-family. Either you're saying it is a two-family or, or it's a mother daughter. And you need to make it, make up. It, it's not really about you. It's about what the property is and was. Because she said both. So she sat here, she has said both things. Right, I, I heard it. Yeah, so I just well, what, what, what I'm concerned about is a long, a long tradition in Seabright was to, was to put curtains on the garage window and make it a two-family two property. And that happened in this town for many, many years. And it would be nice to know if this ever was rented out, one thing. And, uh, you know, what would make it a two-family besides 
the, the layout in the house. Right, we haven't allowed two families in this town since 1969. So that, that, that's when the ordinance was changed to prohibit two-family homes. That's not to say that people have gotten used to areas to, to create two-family homes, but they haven't been permitted under the ordinance since 1969. Uh, Mr. Chairman, is it worth Ben explaining the burden of proof? Uh, because you know, the possibility of denial when two families are a lot higher yeah. than with a mother border or, or well, one family. A lot of Absolutely. If, you, if you're pursuing the two-family, whether as an expansion of a pre-existing, which you would one have to show that it existed legally before 1969 when the ordinance changed, or that somebody got an approval since then to allow it. If that's the case, then you're seeking an expansion of a prior non-conforming use. If you didn't have those proofs, uh, then you're seeking a D1 use variance to create the two-family use in a zone that's not permitted. Uh, I'll give you the short version, but if you, if you look at the planner's report uh, where she lays out uh, required proofs for variance relief under paragraph 4, uh, she talks about the D1 use variance and the positive criteria about the site being particularly suited and needing to establish the special reasons, uh, and also the negative criteria uh, where the variance does not substantially impair the intent and purpose of the zone plan and zoning ordinance. Uh, and can be granted uh, without substantial detriment to the public good. Also, with the D1, where you're creating a use in a zone where it's not specifically uh, permitted and is actually prohibited, uh, there's an enhanced burden on the negative criteria as well uh, to show uh, why it's suited, suitable there. If it's a D2 expansion, uh, it's Similar proofs, you still need to show the special reasons and the negative criteria, uh, but it's a slightly uh, more relaxed uh, burden on the special reasons, being, of course, that if it was legally existing before the ordinance changed, you're in the late person's terms, grandfather, uh, so it's a little different than when you're creating something that's not permitted in the zone. That you gotta, uh, um, just also, between a use variance, right, like the D1 or D2 variances uh, that you would need if it's a two-family home, even if it had gotten prior approval, is you need a super majority of the board to vote yes on it. Whereas um, you will need, I think, some C variances for, or bulk variances, and those you just need a, a regular majority. Correct. So you want to take uh, you want, you a little bit of Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, to be clear, when I submitted the application, I didn't think that I needed a use variance. So I, when, when it was sent back to me, the use variance was put in there because of the two family. And again, I think there's a little bit of nuance whether or not it's mother daughter or two family. If that's clear, it doesn't seem clear to me for the code. Um, I don't have any intentions of changing the, the functionality of the layout. The interior entry would still remain. Um, so in terms of that aspect of it, I didn't intend to remove any you know, deadbolts or doors or anything. Um, I'll say, personally, the reason that I'm trying to do this innovation and move into the upper levels of the home is because the layout of the first, you know, the main um, level of the home is not really conducive to my use of my daughter. 
the interior entry to the second story is through my daughter's bedroom, which I thought I could live with initially, and now, um, as much as she you might think, not be able to live with that. she doesn't like that. So, as much as you think people will walk outside to go into the upstairs, and again, this is just my guess. This isn't like a rental situation. Um, they don't. So, they there's traffic going through her room, um, and so. While I like the aspect of it being a home that has two kitchens and two living rooms, it's great for entertaining. I've got the guests who bring over the summer. Um, this is the point of this is to make it a little bit more functional for my use with my So it sounds like you want to go with another daughter, if I'm hearing you correctly. Would you agree then to, if the outdoor to approve the allegations, would be such making clear that this is not a two family home? Um, that clears it up. Yeah, no, I understand. I, that would be. The, I I think when I made the investment in the property, I made the investment based on it being a two-family home. Um, if you're telling me that 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 would be absolutely necessary, um, I I understand your position. I also feel like. Well, let, let me be clear. What you're saying is, if you're proceeding, and this is where it's, it's kind of your application, <laughs> you have to tell us what you're applying for and what your proofs are. What um, I think what Mark is saying, and you have to understand, is if you proceed on the single family, mother, daughter, however you want to phrase it, but not a two family, two unit, if you were approved for that, there will be a condition in the resolution which effectively bars this from being used in any way as a two family in the future. So that if somebody deadbolted it and started renting out Unit 2, it will be a violation and illegal. So that's why, you know, if you if you thought you wanted, when you bought it, a two-family, you're not prohibited from pursuing that. But that's, a, you know, that application is what you noticed for, which is, I'm coming, I want the two-family, I want to be approved for a two-family, but now you have to meet the D variance criteria and you have to get five out of seven yes votes mm -hmm. to do it. That's your choice. Nobody's telling you you have to go one way or the other, but you do have to decide which way it is. And you're only going to have six board members up here. So um, you have to get five out of six. You've got to get five out of six because the council needs to step down if it's a use there. Right. I think from my perspective, I, I have no intentions of renting any of the property while, you know, while I own it. Um, was it ever rented out that you know? Uh, the previous owner, I believe, lived in one of the units, and there was one of the units was rented out, yes. Um, but I don't know of an instance where both were rented. I think just, it was owned by two brothers. One of the brothers actually occupied the top floor, and then the other brother did. For a period of time, I think, there was a rift with them too. Well, it's been there. That would be, if it's two brothers, that would be a mother and daughter. Yeah, just a brother brother. Can I ask a good question? If, uh, if she does move ahead with a mother daughter and it gets ski restricted or whatever you guys do, is there an option for somebody else 10 years from now to come back to the board and try to flip it to a well, yeah, you always can make that yeah, application. Well, they can make that application yeah. for it. Yeah, they have to come back to the board and the odds of them getting it <laughs> in this situation are, are weak. Okay. But, but it's really when, you it for, when it was listed as a realtor, through a realtor, was it listed as a two family? It was. I think 
I can tell you, just, just for full disclosure, I can tell you I saw this scheme from 2005 and listed as a mother daughter. So, so what is it? So the tax assessor apparently calls it a two-family home. But tax assessor says and what zoning says are not necessarily the same thing. So what is it? What he does is a tax assessor. What is it legally? A two-family? It's... Well, it proves. Yeah, it's close because the way the way it's designed... It's close, right? It's not your typical two separate entrances from the outside that would tell you, oh yes, this is definitively a two-family <coughs> It looks like a one-family. It looks like a one-family because there's no separate entrance in. But when you really look at the architecturally, while if the doors aren't locked, you can get throughout the whole house, like, like you said, the one door is through the one bedroom, which, and there is a separate outside entrance right there, which would appear to be a second foyer into the second unit, which it sounds like historically, maybe when the brothers were together, one used one, and it functioned as a single-family mother-daughter, and once one left, it sounds like it may have functioned as a true two-family, where... One unit was shut off from the other. One owner lived in one unit and rented the other. But that doesn't make it illegal to family. It sounds like there's, well, that, there's no zoning. Unless you show us the zoning approval. I wasn't talking about the legality of it, but in terms of answering her question, which is, is it Probably a when it was built, what is it? it was not ever considered. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to hear the testimony, but in my opinion, from what she's saying and knowing that in 2005 it was listed as a mother's daughter, it's a single family home. She didn't buy it in 2005, so she bought it in 2020. So in 2005, there was a listing in the Iceberg Press for that property and it says it says it's a mother's daughter in 2005. So, and, and, and she previously said and testified to when she bought it, you were told it was a mother's daughter. I was, yeah. So it's a mother's daughter, it's a single family home. No, they're separate. Then there's no question. And that, that's a good question. Are there separate utilities? No, it's, it's, it's one utility. It's a, it's a single family home. Lindsay, this is not an insignificant decision. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know whether or not you're in a position to make that decision tonight. Yeah. I mean, for, for example, if it is a true mother and daughter, that has a certain value for a potential buyer. Right. If you decided to go a different way, that's a way. So there's, if you decided to go the route of a two family, that's a different route. If you go the one family, it's a different route. I, it sounds like you're not in a position right now to make a decision in front of this board that you're comfortable with because you have all the facts. I think that's right. Um, I think what would that, you have to say? Yeah. yeah. I guess. You can ask for a tour and he makes a very good point. Absolutely. Yeah. I, would, I would not make a decision. Yeah. I would go away. I think, really I think you should it. really look into yeah. what it truly was yeah. if there's a way to do that. Yeah, we weren't able to get that at the time. She wasn't able to get that at the time. Yeah, and I think, you know, the application significantly changes based on what type of use you're asking for also. Huge. You may want to talk to a land use attorney, and Anthony can hook you up with like a billion of them because he knows them all. Uh, I mean, I know you can, so. Uh, 
you may want to get yeah, recommendations from the top of my notes that you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're trying to help. No, no, I understand. Okay. I appreciate it. Um, I think uh, Candace and I talked about maybe doing an uh, overall request so I can see if there's uh, any documentation that's on file that specifies. Yeah, that's, a good, that's, that's a good starting point. Yeah. Um, not to pivot, but while I'm in front of you, would we be able to kind of talk about maybe some potential other things that I would want to explore before I get in front of you again? Um, Specifically, the parking. The, the, pro, the, pro, the, pro, the problem is, he can, if you go with the two family, he can't sit on the outside. He can't sit here at all. Really can't even get him on. Because I'm the appeal guy. Probably a good idea. Yeah, and I was thinking all along that I would love to address the parking concern with the number of bedrooms that I'm talking about doing, and just wanted to be clear that there's room for four parking spots in my garage. Well, you know, parking obviously is from the last application to take the Right, yeah. Yeah, you heard the parking from the last application. Your architect um, is here enough to be aware of you know, the other issues in town, I think. So, um, is that a beautiful wide open? I don't think so. I, I, 
have big sidebars with her after the meeting. That, yeah, that's why, yeah. But that will help her, I think, get started on where she's headed. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think anything should happen in the next three minutes. So let the record show that this application will be carried with no further notice to September 26th. Thank you, Walter. I know we have some additional business in a closed session. Um, is there any other business before the board this evening? Is there, is there any other business before the board this evening? Anyone in the public need to be heard? Not the public portion is now closed. Thank you all for coming. The board is going into executive session.